This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good morning, boys. I'm going to talk about a very important subject. Noigeya to the lambdas of Megillah Esther, the status of Megillah Esther in terms of its written status as Kisvei Hakodesh, and we're going to see it has a number of different dimensions. And who better than the Briskarov to open up for us the different dimensions of the status of Megillah Esther? The first thing we have to be ma'ayin into is Gemara Baba Basra on Tesvav. Actually, the Gemara started on Yadal and Amad Beis, I believe. The Gemara goes through who wrote the various uh, Sfarim and Tanakh, Moshe Rabbeinu. The Gemara says, Moshe Kasav Sifroi, the Sefer Bilam, the Eoiv, the Gemara says. And that itself is a Pandora's back. What, what does it mean Moshe wrote his book and Sefer Bilam? What's Sefer Sefer Bilam? There's no Sefer Sefer Bilam. That's a whole, should say Sefer Parshas Balak. And why would it specify Balak? Why didn't it say he wrote his book and Parshas Kiseitse? So that, we've spoken about that over the years. There's Maril Diskin. There's Reb Chaim Brisker. Fine. And then the Gemara continues. Who wrote uh, Sefer Yehoshua, Shoiftim, and who wrote the various Ksuvim? And then on Dav Tezvav Avanav, the Gemara says, Anshe Knesset Agdoila, Kasvu, Kandig. That's how you remember it. Kandig. So what is that? What's Kandig? Kuf is Yecheskel, obviously. Nun is Shneim Asar, obviously. Dalid. Daniel, I mean, and uh, Gimel, of course, is Miguel Asester. Okay, that's Kandig. You got it. Easy one. That's a good one. Kandig. Sigmarans and Ervin says, "Ain Torah nikre nikneis elaydei simanim." That you can only remember Torah through simanim. It's like a, it's a, it's it's a methodology in memorying uh, Torah. That there's a special segula that. Torah is remembered through mnemonics. Even Gedolim, throughout the generations, they use rather interesting mnemonics to help remember uh, Torah. I like to say over, I once went to a shir, Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef, and he said, anybody here in the room know what's, what Simon and Shulchan Arach and Yardaya Hilchos Dagim are in? And of course nobody knew. He said, I came with a bunch of Amar, Amaratim. He said, Simon, hey Gimel, Rashi Gefiltafish. <laughs> and he said a number of those simanim. And um, what? And he said an amasfardi, and I remember it still, right? So basically, there's a yisoy that in Torah nicknames elai de simanim. Probably, yeah. Right. Um, by the way, maybe we'll talk Parsha Zachar in Masechta um, Erevin. There's a whole sugya, and the Gemara gives a simon. What's a simon? Amalek simon. So Yaakov Emden asks, here with the Torah, the one thing we need to forget is Amalek, and the Gemara uses it as a way to remember. So it's a pella. What's the pshat? Maybe we'll talk about it, Parsha Zachar. Okay. Anyway, so one of the things that the Anshik Nesak Doyle wrote are Megil- is Megillas Esther. So says Rashi, um, who wrote Yecheskel? So Rashi says, Anshik Nesas Agdoila, which is a pella. Why didn't Yecheskel write it? Anybody know, by the way, where is Yecheskel buried? He's buried today in, in Iraq. He's buried in Iraq. In fact, the Ben before he passed away, he went to North Iraq to daven at the cover of uh, Yecheskel Navi, and something mystical happened to him there. It's a whole story. 
Why did Anshik Nesek Doyla write Navi Yecheska? Why couldn't Yecheska write it? So Rashi says, Shinnis Navi Begoyla. Yecheska prophesied in exile, which is a, also a Pela, because we know Navu is only in Eretz Yisrael. Unless you start the process in Eretz Yisrael, you could continue in Chutzaret. Says Rashi, Yeah, how many times does Rashi say, I don't know? Rabbi Kivegar has a Gilead Nashas of all the times Rashi says, I don't know. But here Rashi says, I don't know. Why didn't Yecheska himself write it? Rashi's Mechadish Yisoyed. That it could be that Nevuah is not allowed to be written outside of Eretz Yisrael. And Anshu Knesset Hagdoyla wrote it when they came back to land. In other words, Yechezkel prophesied in Iraq, in Bavel. Couldn't write it down because it must be a Yisoyed that you can't write down Nevuah in Chutz Aretz. V'chin Sefer Daniel, right? Daniel's also... Um, by the way, anybody know where Kever Daniel is? A guy called me up. A Persian guy called me up. I don't know, in the last six months. He said, he, you like to go to Kfarim? I'm going to take you to a Kever. I said, where are we going? Kever Daniel. He sent me a picture. Daniel's Kever in Iran. And he told me he was there. He told me Nisim and Aflois. He went down to the center of the universe. <laughs> and there's a river there. A whole Misa. Anyway. Is he still alive? What? Still alive? Mordechai Nesra. Nesra, family, you know. <laughs> so, is, is what? Mordechai Nesra also. Mordechai Nesra are also in Iran. Lemaisa, Rabbi Echil Mechel Stern in his Sefer, on Kiver Yisrael, I think Rabbi Gamliel in his Sefer, on Kfarim, they have a Kever for Mordechai in, um, in Eretz Yisrael, but uh, he's not buried in Eretz Yisrael. Some people say that. Uh, he's buried in, in Iran. He's buried in Persia. I was in Yeshiva in Baltimore, the last Persians, and they used to say that Esther was still alive in Iran, in Persia, there's great stuff going around there <laughs> about <laughs> the Khomeini was a Gogol of Kairish. They have a great stuff going on. They're very, I mean, the whole culture is connected to Purim, not just Jewish culture, okay? Right? V'chin Megillus Esther. And so too, Megillus Esther uh, was written in, well, it was written in, it was in Chutzlaret, so it could not be written down until when? Until, uh, until they got back to Eretz Yisrael by the Anshik Nezik Now the Rashi's bothered by three kashas. Why couldn't Yechezkel write his book? Why couldn't Daniel write his book? Why couldn't Esther write her book? They're all Nevi'im. The answer is, it must be that Nevu'ah is Le'nitna'lichtoi b'chutzaretz, and they wrote it down when they got to Eretz Yisrael. And who was written by? The Anche Knesset Agdoyla. So the Shaila is, and this is uh, the question of the Briskorov. The Shaila of Briskorov is, this is against the Brisa. It's against the Pasuk in the Megillah, which says explicitly that Esther wrote it. The Bryson Seder Oilam says, Bayemahu ba misbar haharugim. On that day, the number, the tally of those who were killed in Shushan Abira came back. Uba Isayazman, Lashan Habonemar. And it was at that time, the very next year, meaning a year later, Vatichtoiv Esther Hamako Basavichal, Umarchai Hudes Kotaikef. One year later to the date of the Purim story, Esther wrote down the book. Well, there are three levels of Torah, of Tarshavach Zav. There's Torah, there's Nevi'im, and there's Ksuvim. Within Nevi'im, there are two levels. So let's say it very quickly. Torah was the Nevu of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevu was a much higher level than any other Navi. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu is what's called Asvaklaria Hamira. The upshot of that <coughs> is that Moshe... Normally, when God comes to a Navi, let's say God came to Zemi, if he was a Navi, yes, yeah, so he would show him a picture. 
And then the Navi, through his neshama, had to filter it and interpret it. Now, the Navi always interpreted it correctly, but it needed it to be interpreted. Not Torah. There's no interpretation when it came to Torah. God gave Moshe mamish mila b'mila to the point where the Grah says it was Shechina medaberes mitoich geroi noishal Moshe. And he wrote it down. Mishnah Torah. So it wasn't a Mishnah Torah. Mishnah Torah what? We said was was from... Asbaklaya Hameira? Mishnah Torah was a little different. Mishnah Torah was like Nevuah of the other Nevi'im, but it was still Basbaklaya Hameira. Okay, but that's Torah in general. Torah in general was in Vomashabeno. Then you had the Nevi'im. The Nevi'im, you, uh, the, the Navi had a picture, and the Navi had to interpret it. Now, the early Nevi'im were Me'ira Shabe'ena Me'ira, clear of the unclear, and the later Nevi'im were Eina Me'ira Shabe'ena Ne'ira. That's the Gra in the beginning of Sefer Yishaya. Now, let's say the early Nevi'im were Me'ira Shebe'ena Me'ira, and the later Nevi'im were Eina Me'ira Shebe'ena Ne'ira. And then there's Ksuvim. Ksuvim was not, uh, there was no picture that came to a Navi that he interpreted and wrote. The Navi wrote, and it was divinely inspired writing. So that's Ksuvim, that's Esther. That's not Yechezkel. Yechezkel and Esther are different. But either way, there was a level of divine communication. But here's a stira. What? Typically, Rus, let's say, was written in Eretz. Everything was written in Eretz. So, Yeshaya, Yirmiya, um, Treyasar. It is. It is Tarsha B'chsav. No, so Tarsha B'chsav consists of 24 books. Torah, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim. Why not? Torah was written in Eretz Yisrael. Really? Midbar Sinai. The Sinai Peninsula was written in Eretz Yisrael. Yeah. Nevi'im were written in Eretz Yisrael. Why nitna nevuah lechtoiv ela b'Eretz Yisrael? Okay, but the shaila is that it's, uh, the Brisa in Seder Olam says Esther wrote the Megillah. Vatichtoiv Esther hamalka basavichayal. Furthermore, the Megillah says Mordechai and Esther wrote the Megillah. Right? It says Vatichtoiv Esther hamalka basavichayal. And then it says Vayichtoiv Mordechai es hadvarim hoyla. Rashi says on the spot he hamegillah hazoyz kamoy shehi. The Megillah, as we have it today, was written by Mordechai. Mordechai did not live in Israel. Mordechai lived in Persia. Look at the words of Rashi. He hamagila hazois kemois shehi. Thank you. That was because, a perfect because, setup, because there right? There are a lot of people who say that there are different versions, different versions of the Megillah that came out in different countries later on. Could be, but our Megillah is coming to exclude that. Okay, is also he's answering what, what Morchai was asking that that maybe it was written in, in a, a rougher form and then it was divinely upgraded later on. Rashi is saying the Megillah, as we have it, was written by Mordechai. So what's going on over here? Ask the Grizz in Hilchais Megillah. Maron Riz Halevi. The big black ones. Okay, we're no, not fooling around over here. Apparently they must have both wrote it together because one Pasuk says Vatichtav Esther and one Pasuk says Vayichtav Mordechai. Why not? But where's the Gemara Megillah? No, not Malachi. The definitely not. No. More okay. If you want to know who the Nevi'im were, just I'm a good idea. The Gemara in on Megillah Yedalim Amalaf says there are 48 Nevi'im, and Rashi listen. Mordechai was one of them. 
Okay, and Esther we know is one of the Shiva Neviyos. So now Mordechai was a member of the Anshe Knesset Sagdoila. That's why the Tefilos are so powerful. The Tefilos that we say are so powerful. They're written by Neviyim. They knew how the words effectuate in the Shemaim. Okay, that's question number one. Question number one is who wrote the Megillah? On the one hand, the Gemara Baba Vasra says Anshe Knesset Hagdoila. Rashi says why Leinitna. And yet the, me- the Megillah says, Mordechai wrote it, Seder Olam says, Esther wrote it. Question number two. Let's learn some halachas of Megillah. In Koysen, the Rambam in Hilchus Megillah, Parak Beis Halachatess, in Koysen, it's a Megillah, El Abedayoy, you have to write it with ink, Al Agvil, on parchment, Oyal Klaf, different types of parchment, Kesefer Torah. So the Rambam is saying a Megillah has a status of a Sefer Torah. Vim Kosva Bimei Aftsa, if you wrote it with like, Walnut water, the can can time, I think, kashera. If you did use other dyes, it's kasher. Kasher v'sharmini tzvanim, but other dyes other than aftsa and can kantam is psula. V'tzricha sirted katara atzma. It needs etching. You need to etch the lines like the Torah itself. So basically, what we have so far is the Megillah has all the halachas of a sefer Torah. But then the Rambam says a whopper. Even though Megillah has all the halachas of a Sefer Torah, there's one halach of a Sefer Torah that a Megillah does not have, and that is the Ein Ha'ar Shalat Sarach Ivda Lishma. You do not have to tan and process the hides Lishma. You could do it Shaloi Lishma. You could do it to make a belt or shoes, and then you could decide and change your mind to make it for a Megillah. So the the question that the Briskorov wants to know, if you look at number 15, look at number 15 in the beginning. Um... Says the Helige Briskarov, he says on the fourth line, he quotes the Rambam, <laughs> Why is the din of tanning the Shema different than all the other dinim that it says about a Sefer Torah? By all the other dinim, Megillah is equal to Sefer Torah. Like the Rambam says, in Kaisin, only on Klaf. And if Apikar or Goy writes it, it's possible. And the reason why, by the way, Megillah has a status of a Sefer Torah is the Gemara Darshans, that it says Sefer. So it has to be like a Sefer Torah. So if it has to be like a Sefer Torah, then why doesn't it have to be? Why don't we need Ibad Lushma? Lamaisa points out the Briskarov, the other Rishonim, the Torah brings the name Rabbeinu Tam, that if it's called a Sefer, then it does need Ibad Lushma. So why does the Rambam sort of go, you know, Nishtahen, Nishtaher, if it's like a Sefer Torah, it should need Ibad Lushma. If it's not like a Sefer Torah, it shouldn't need Ibad Lushma. Now, now turn, we're going to jump around. Look at number 15, second column, bottom paragraph. See it? Bine Bababa Basra? Right? Um, he says in the Gemara Bava Basra, it says that Anche Knesset Hagdoila wrote Megillah Esther. Rashi says, I don't know why. It must be Loi Nidna Nevua Lichtoiv Be Chutzaretz. Frekta Briskarov Hare Mevuar from Rashi. The Megillah Esther was written when they got to Eretz Yisrael. Vikasha Seder Oilam. It says that Esther wrote it a year later. And Rashi on the Megillah says <laughs> on the Pasuk Vayichtoiv Mordechai. Mordechai wrote the Megillah as we have it today. L'chayra divrei Rashi soisrim ze'ezeh. Rashi is a steerer one to another. So, so far we have two questions on the table. Let's continue on. Look at number seven. The Rambam, Hilchus Megillah, Parak Beis, Halacha Yud Beis. V'tzarech ha'koyre likrois aseres b'nei haman v'aseres b'neshima achas. The reader needs to read the ten sons of Haman in one breath and the word Aseras in order to demonstrate that they were all hanged, not hung, hanged and killed together.
the minog of the Jewish people. By the way, we are members of the Jewish people. Um, the member, the minog of Chal Yisrael is we spread out the Megillah like a letter. And when you finish it, you roll it back and then you make a bracha. So don't move. All of a sudden, uh, you know, they're rolling it back. Okay, now I could talk. Now I could throw parties out. It's not over until it's over, right? It's a famous halacha. It's not over until it's over. You have to roll it up. So this is what, this is what the Rambam paskins. The Rambam seems to have forgotten to include a very important halacha. Which halacha? The Rambam is paraphrasing the Lashon of the Gemara, Megillah and Daf Tezayin. You've been learning Tezayin recently, yeah? So, Amar of Ado de Minyafoy. Asaras b'nei Hamon v'asaras sarach l'memrinu b'nei Shimachas. Right? That halacha the Rambam quotes. The asaras b'nei Hamon and the word asaras you need to read in one breath. My taima kulu v'hade hadadi nafku nishmasayu. Their souls all departed in one second. By the way, Stam, you should think about that. Who cares? Their souls depart in one second, they depart in different seconds. Why does Asaras well, have to be part of it? Yeah. That also you could think about. Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Vav de Vaizasa Tzach Lamimtecha, Bezakifa. The Vav of Vaizasa, you need to elongate Kemordaya de Livrois, like oars of the boats in Livros. There are many Pshatim in the Rishon, and what that means, you have to elongate the Vav. Either it means Vaizasa, or it means the letter has to be <laughs> good audience, you know. Or or <laughs> or it has to be a big vav in the Megillah, which it is. There are many different shatim. My taimu kulu bechad zakifa as zakifa. They're all strung up together. Amar Rav Chanina bar Papa darash Rav Shila ish kfar tmarta kol hashiroi kulu nechtavos ariach agabi levena. All shiros in the Torah, for example, as Yashir, or or the shiras be'er, it's a half brick and a whole brick and a whole brick and a half brick, right? The half brick, right, like as Yashir, you have two little pieces on the side and a big piece in the middle, and the next line, two longer pieces on the side. Then, right, it's it's staggered. Yichap? The first line is you have two little pieces on the side with a longer piece in the middle. The next line is you have two longer pieces on the sides. Then you have two pieces, little pieces on the side with a long piece in the middle. Then you have two long pieces. It's staggered. Half brick on a whole brick and a whole brick on a half brick. However, not so the shira of Asaras B'nei Haman. The shira of B'nei Haman is perfectly calm. Why? This way, if one guy falls, nothing's going to catch him. Stop. What does that mean? How is he falling? Where is he falling from? He's going to fall out of your Megillah. And why are the ten sons of Haman a shira? So you remember, we had a shira on that, on a Wednesday night. Why the ten sons of Haman, it's also in the book. The, why the ten sons of, of Haman, <laughs> in the Sefer, Sefer HaKadosha, right? Um, it's, um, so these are a few halachas about writing the Megillah. Number one, look at the Gemara. The Gemara says they all have to be, you have to say it in one breath. Number two, you have to have the Vav of Aizasa elongated. Number three, you have to write it uh, brick on a brick, right? Per, um, piled on top of each other. My time The Rambam selectively only says some of these halachas. The Rambam only says the halacha that you have to read it all in one breath. Why doesn't the Rambam say the halacha that the vav of Aizasa has to be big? It has to be big. So why doesn't the Rambam say it? Why doesn't the Rambam say how to make the shira of the Asas Haman 
one on top of each other. If you don't do it correctly, it's going to be a problem. Why does the Rambam only select like one of the halachas the Gemara mentions to codify or to codify? It depends how you pronounce it. Okay? Why? Why does the Rambam only um, pick out one of these halachas? That's question number three. Oh, the Magid Mishnah asked this question. I forgot. Look at number nine. The Magid Mishnah says, V'tzach HaKari Likrois, V'sham Amar Abzeira, Vav, Devaizasa, Tzach Lamim Techei, B'zakifo, You need to elongate the Vav, My time of, Kuluk HaChad HaZakifo, Is Dakifo. Oh, you another halacha. Half a brick on a whole brick. V'lo yadati lam aloi nizbaru v'divrei rabbeinu. Why in the Ramah mention these halachas? I don't know, says Magamish. Maybe the Ramah had a different shot on this and it's not relevant. But I don't know what it is. Derfarte kasha is Arzarua. Who's the Arzarua? Who knows who the Arzarua is? Yes, he's an Orthodox rabbi. Who's Arzarua? So you had a man by the name Turayevin is a Shagis Aryeh. He had a man by the name of the Tashbeitz, Reb Shimshon Bar Tzadok. His rabbi was the Marami Rutenberg. The Marami Rutenberg was also the rabbi of Rabbi Noashar, the Rush. Who is the rabbi of the Marami Rutenberg, the Arzara? So it's an early Rishon. Rabbi Yitzchak Mivina. Okay, he, he was in Vienna actually. Rabbi Yitzchak Mivina. So he writes, I have a question for you. I have a question for you. When you write tefillin, are they write parashiyos susumais or parashiyos psuchais? It's sealed up, one after another, right? It's parashiyos susumais. Tefillin, parashiyos susumais. Unless it's the shell roish, where it's four separate parashiyos. When the shell yad, it's... So what about Megillus Esther? Is it should it be open or closed? Spaces or not spaces? What should it be? So if anyone, a lot of people have Megillus. What are they in most Megillus? They're open, no? They're, they're spaces, right? In between the various topics. So Rabbi Yitzchak Mivina and the Arzarua said, <coughs> he brings his his tradition of like where to make a space. He says, Gam Vashti Sasuma. So he tells you where to open, where to close. And the end of the Arzarua, the Arzarua says, last four lines, the parshiyos loy shamati im sasumais. Whether parshiyos should be open or closed, I didn't. Hear, I have nothing to tell you. I have no news to report. I don't know. I never heard. Mistabra, they should be sasumais like tefillin so first of all, he says to himself. In the beginning, he gives us a whole laundry list of open, close, open, close, open, close. And then in the end, Kilu, he forgot. He says, by the way, Parshiois of uh, Megillus Esther, I don't have any information. I didn't hear anything. Mestaber, they should be closed. That's not what you said in the beginning. In the beginning, you didn't say you didn't hear anything. In the beginning, you wrote what you heard. In the beginning, you didn't say it should be closed. You wrote it should be open. What in the world is going on in the Arzarua? Or Rav Yitzhak Mivina, the Rebbe of the Marami Rotenberg, the Rebbe who is the Rebbe of the Rosh. Who is the Rebbe of the Tor? <laughs> so the Yisrael is like this. Ready? This is the four lines of Masech the Megillah and Fukushmaka lines. This is awesome. We'll keep you going for like the next year. Okay? The Gemara says like this. How do you know if 
something has Kedusha. If it's Metameyu, it has Kedusha. Kisvei HaKodesh is Metame Seyadayim. Halacha Lamaisa. By the way, if you have a Megillah, Stam, there's a Halacha that we know that you're not allowed to touch a Sefer Torah. You may not touch a Sefer Torah. Unless it's for the benefit of the Sefer Torah. But you're not allowed to touch it. On the other hand, Kisvei HaKodesh, you are allowed to touch, but you're required to wash until Seyadayim before you touch it, which means... Before you handle your Megillah, you must wash your hands, even if your hands are not dirty. It's halach and shulchanach. Okay? We try to keep halachas and shulchanach. Okay? Even if it's not a skula, it's still a halacha. You have to wash your hands before you touch the Megillah. What about a sefer? What about a gemara? Do you need to wash your hands before you t- touch a gemara? It's a ramah. The ramah says no. Unless your hands are dirty. If you came out of a basic say you may not touch a gemara unless you wash your hands. Okay? Three levels. Sefer Torah, you can't touch. You can only touch if you wash your hands. A regular safer you could touch if your hands are clean. If they're not clean, you can't touch them. It doesn't need... Uh, it doesn't need... You need Nitil Sidaim uh, with a clee. I don't know if you need a clee. I don't think you need a clee, but you have to wash them with water. Okay? Another halacha. If you're middle of a meal, you can't touch a Megillah. Why? Megillah will render your hands tummy. You can't render your hands tummy in the middle of a meal. The same way you can't scratch your head in the middle of a suda, or you can't touch your thigh in the middle of a suda, you're not allowed to. Because you have to wash until Sidaim over. If you're in the middle of a Shabbos meal, so there's a Shaila, person goes to the bat, so let's say a person has to go to the Besakise in the middle of a meal. So you have to go. So you come out, you wash your hands again. You don't make a bracha. But that's if you did Katanim. If you did Gedoilim in the middle of a suda, you wash your hands. If you're going to eat bread, you make until Sidaim again. You hear this? Not Hamotzi. It's a chiddush. It's also halach and shulchanach. Okay. So, um, so, so if you go to the bathroom in the middle of a meal for gedolim, you come out, you wash until sedaim with a bracha, ketanim without a bracha, you're done. Fine. But you don't need the lechamishna. No, you already were yotzei lechamishna. The problem is your hands. Are, they were masaking to wash your hands for bread because your hands are tummy. So if you made your hands tummy, fine. Everything I said nothing to do with anything. The Gemara continues. They go, except things you need to know on a daily basis, right? Um, the Gemara says like this, Shmuel is of the opinion, Esther will not render the hands impure. So the Gemara asks, Esther does not render the hands impure? That must mean Shmuel holds like those who say, Esther is not uh, part of the Tanakh. Because if it was part of the Tanakh, it would render your hands impure. You hear this? Listen to the Shagavatar. The Gemara says, Shmuel holds Esther's not metame the Yodayim. Why? Must be Shmuel holds Esther was not written Baruch HaKodesh. There's such an opinion. There are opinions in the Gemara and Megillah. And I'm mm-hmm. saying that Esther was not written divinely inspired. It's not anything against Esther. It wasn't written divinely inspired. The same way uh, a Sefer written today is not written Baruch HaKodesh. The same way uh, uh, Sefer's are better than others, though. Obviously, right? <laughs> but... Uh, but Esther, the must be Shmuel holds Esther was not Rimbrach HaKodesh. Says the Gemara, no! Shmuel holds Esther was Rimbrach HaKodesh. So why is it not Matama Yadayim? It was written, Baruch, it was said Baruch HaKodesh to read it, but not to write it. Esther was said Baruch HaKodesh Avada. Every word of Esther is Baruch HaKodesh, but only to read, but not to write. So Taisa says, so what are you reading from? They happen to write it down. What are you reading from? Because the Mishnah says, Adaf, <coughs> Yud Zayin Amin Aleph, 
We're almost there. Kara al pelayatsa. So if it was said to read and not to write, so what are you reading? So Taisa says, you could write it down, Midrabanan, but it was not written, Baruch HaKadosh. You read it, you're reading words that were said, Baruch HaKadosh, but you're not reading words that were written, Baruch HaKadosh. The nafkamin is, it's not matama your hands, because the words were not written, Baruch HaKadosh. They were said, Baruch HaKadosh. And when you read it, you're reading words that were said, Baruch HaKadosh. Why is it considered Tarsh of Psalm? Why is it Allah that you have to wash your hands before Megillah then? Because we don't pass in like Shmuel. We hold, it was said to read. Why is it considered Tarsh of Psalm? It's not. It's not part of Tanakh. It's only part of Tanakh to read, but not to write. So when you say Estimate of Tarsh of Psalm, that just means where you see it. We don't hold like Shmuel. <coughs> I mean, the, the, in the let's, let's get clear what Shmuel holds because there's machlokes we shine him in this. Okay, you hear what Shmuel says? Shmuel says Esther is not metamli yadaim. Does Shmuel hold Esther is not remember Hakodesh? No, it was said Baruch Hakodesh to read but not to write. So Toisus asks, so what are you reading? You can write it down midrabanon, but not midaveinaviim. It's only part of Tanakh to read the words, but it's not part of Tanakh that to, that it's written. Why would it matter what? Well, uh, that right. Maybe that sugya is going according to the Manda Amar. Must be that it, it was said to write, but the Ritva has a different shadow. Most Rishayim learn different than Taisus, but but we needed Taisus just to split something. It makes your hands a shiny latuma. It's matame your hands. Then you should have to wash yeah. your hands afterwards, not before. There are two separate halachas. So you have to wash your hands afterwards as well. Two if things. By the way, there are two things. If I want to wa- eat bread, if I want to If you... Okay? If you touch a Megillah in the middle of a Suda, you wash your hands because a Megillah made your hands tame. So you think, why don't I have to wash my hands after I touch a Megillah before I read it? You're allowed to read the Megillah with tummy hands. You only now eat bread with tummy hands. Right. So if you're after you're eating after the fast, you have to wash your hands if you if you handle the megillah, right? No. If not, if I'm not eating bread, and if I am only eating bread, bread, I have to wash anyway. What about possible kissing? So then, if you're eating three Danishes, you have to wash them. Bad. So if you're having pizza, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> the nafkamina is going to be whether it's mitami yadayim. Now, hagavatzmacha comes the ritva. Listen carefully, and the ritva says that's not right. mastaber. You only write it down midrabanon. <clears throat> You know what the Gemara means that you're that um, we don't that it's nitna likrois like nitna lichtoiv. Avada, you write it and you write it, and it's when it's written, it was give, it was given Baruch Hakodesh to write, but only to write to read it on Purim, but not to write it that it's one of the twenty four books of the Tanakh. It's not part of the Tanakh on its written level. It's part of the Tanakh on its red level. It's not part of the Tanakh on its written level. It's only written to read it on Purim. So it's not Matami Yudayim on any other day? And it's not Matami Yudayim ever or, um, or on Purim. It's not Matami Yudayim. Forget about Purim. But any other day for sure. According to Shmuel. No. 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 So what do we see? What's going on over here? That means, according to the way the Ritva learns the Gemara, Megillah Esther is written, but it's only written to read on Purim, and it's not written to be part of the Tanakh. 
And what do the other opinions who argue on Shmuel hold? That according to the opinion that Esther is Metam it's written to read on Purim, and it's written to be part of Tanakh. Because this is only in Shmuel Shita that Esther is not Metam But according to the opinion that Esther is Metam it's written to read on Purim, that's one din. And it's written to be part of the Chavdal Tzvarim, that's another din. By the way, there is a Shita, it's in the book also, of the Shita of the Shalzer Shuz, Beis Ephraim, that you don't get schar for learning Megillah's Esther because it's not part of Tanakh. Based on this, uh, based, based on Shmuel. Why, why, the you learn, why is it that it's Fitzal Torah to sit in here in Megillah? Why is it, right, the Gemara asks, what, the, I mean, that, Torah, what's more important? The Gemara says, The question is, but Megillah is also Torah. So, so according to this, it's very well. Why? The question, because it's not. It's not part of Tanakh, so therefore that's why the Gemara No, that's because it's not part of Tanakh. That's why you need to write it. Okay, so so let, let's. Why, is why reading Megillah is Rabbanan? Well, it's part. Uh, it's me different Nevi'im to read the Megillah Esther. So Marv Rabbi what we see from this Gemara is that there is a status of Megillah Esther to read it on Purim, and there's a status of Megillah Esther that it should be incorporated as part of Tar Nevi'im Exuvim. Shmuel is of the opinion that Megillah Esther, according to Tosfos is written only to read on Purim. It's actually, it's only written Midrabanan. That means the status of Megillah Esther is only as a document you read on Purim. It's not part of the Torah, according to Shmuel. And we hold, not only is it a document that we read on Purim, it's also a document that you, the same way you could learn Rus and Getzchar, you could learn Esther and Getzchar. But these are two dinim that have two different halachos and have two different guidelines. And the two, in other words, technically, says the Briskarov, you could have a document which is not kosher to be part of Tanakh, to which you could be Yoitse the mitzvah of Kriya Samagillah. And you could have a document with which you can't be Yoitse the mitzvah of Mikra Megillah, and is a kosher document, and is Matamin the Adam, and is part of Tanakh. And therefore, Megillah's Esther had two stages to it. When Esther wrote Megillah's Esther in year one, together with Mordechai, even before they got to Eretz Yisrael, she was not writing it to canonize it. So you learned three words today. Codify, canonize, and hanged. Not hung. Okay? So, yeah, but not hanged. Right? But, so, so Esther wrote the Megillah. When Esther wrote the Megillah, when Esther wrote the Megillah, from that time on, you could take that document and read it on Purim and Yotzeh the Mitzvah. And it wasn't part of Tanakh yet. Why wasn't it part of Tanakh? To be part of Tanakh because nit loy nitna nevuah lichtoi v'chusaretz. Come to Anshikas and they say, okay, very nice, you wrote a beautiful document and in every kila in the world they're reading from your document on Purim, it's not part of the Torah. And Anshikas Zagdoyla canonized it and they incorporated it into the Torah. And then they rendered it Kisvei HaKodesh. They rendered it Kisvei HaKodesh. Yeah, it wasn't Tashmishe Kedusha yet. It wasn't Tashmishe Kedusha. Did the Gemara have this whole Esther writes to the Anshikinus like, oh, this should be canonized? Then they reply, no, we can't, it's too dangerous. And she replies back, no, it's already written in the. Hello, Kasapti Lachash Shalishiam. Okay. Exactly what they're saying. No, because pa- sure it wasn't accepted. Pashib without the briskarov, you would have said that there's one din. 
the, the document that you read on Purim is a cloth like we learned for a Haftarah. Either it's part of the Torah and you can be yotzeh with it on Purim, or it's not part of the Torah and you can't be yotzeh with it on Purim. We never would have split that there's something called a Megillah Esther with which you can be yotzeh with the on Purim and yet not incorporate in Tanakh. I mean, we would have thought the same way Esther asked to canonize, and she was likewise asking, we allow this entry so that we could use it to be Yoytzeh the Mitzvah. If they would not have allowed it, part of Tanakh, maybe there, there would not be a Mitzvah Midevei Nevi'im to read the Megillah. You wouldn't, not, you wouldn't have necessarily known to split these two dimensions of the Megillah. You would have thought they're dependent on each other, and you can't have one without the other. So where's the Rambam coming? So let, let's... Um, let, let's try to iron this out. So regarding the question of who wrote the Megillah, the answer is for what? To be a document to read on Purim, Mordechai and Esther. To canonize as part of the Tanakh, Ashik Nesta But they wrote the same document. The exact same document. They didn't do anything. They just rewrote it. But they wrote it with the power of Ashik Nesta They needed Lashma also then. Okay, one second. Number two, next point. Why does the Rambam not bring down the din that you need to make a, make a big vav or write it, Ruriach al-Gabi levena levena al-Gabi Ruriach. So the Briscoe says beautifully. The din, you know in the Sefer Torah, so in the, we're going to lay in Vayikrasim, so there's a small aleph. Why is there a small aleph? It's Masaira. Halach l'mashu mishina, what? Because our school says what? And I know the var, but no, but why does there have to be a small aleph? Midin what? Midin what? It's Masaira. The Masaira is, Midin Sefer Torah, it has to have a small aleph. In the VM, likewise, when we have a klaf, and we'll be able to be say all the haftaras properly, you'll see in the Navi Yeshaya, in the word Lamarbe Hamisra, Lamarbe, the letter Lamed Mem Resh Beis Hey, the Mem there is a final Mem. Why does it have to be a final Mem? It's a Mesoira. It's Halach Lamash Misinai Kamat, that it has to be written a certain way. Why does the Megillah have to have a big Vav in it? Is it midin document that you read on Purim? Or is it midin tashmishe kedusha kisvei hakodesh? Why do you have to write the Aseret Haman in two columns and not half and half whole, half whole, half whole? Is that midin what to read on Purim? Or is it a separate din? All tashmishe kedusha have certain traditions of how to write words and how to format. It's a din in Sefer Torah. It's a din in tashmishe kedusha. It's not a din in Hilchas Megillah. Therefore, the Rambam in Hilchas Megillah and number seven, the Rambam is only writing those halachas that are relevant to Purim. It is not a halacha, it is not relevant to Purim to have a big vav and vaizasa. It's only relevant for it to be matami yodayim. That it's only kisei akoydish, matami yodayim, but if it has the big vav, it's only kisei akoydish if it's written, ariach levena al-gabi levena. But it's not a Purim dikadin, it's a kisei akoydish dikadin. And the Rambam in Hilchus Megillah is not here to teach me Hilchus Kisvei Hakodesh because you don't need to read from Kisvei Hakodesh on Purim. It would be in it would be if it was there. <laughs> if it would be anywhere, it would be in Hilchus Sefer Torah. I don't think it's in the Rambam in Hilchus Megillah. No. Okay. Well, one more thing. Wait, I don't understand. But the Rambam brings down Minhul Yisro. Wouldn't that be the perfect place? Wouldn't no, because Minog Kol Yisrael is, it's a Purim Dika Minog. So Rambam's bringing down a Purim Dika Minog. The fact that Minog Kol Yisrael is to, to write a big Vav, that's true. It's also Minog Kol Yisrael to eat, hum, uh, to eat a lot of Minhagim. The Rambam's not bringing down... The Rambam's not bringing down year-round Minhagim. It's not, it's not a Purim Dika Zach to have a big Vav. It's Midin Tashmish Kedusha.
Oh, back to the Arzur. I didn't, I didn't answer a lot of things. Okay? The Rambam doesn't bring down. Listen, one more thing. One more minute. Okay? Yeah. You got to go. Yeah. Tell him it's my fault. Okay? Yeah. The Arzur says like this. The Arzur starts off. This parsha is Psucha, this parsha is Tuma, this parsha is Psucha, this parsha is Tuma. And then the Arzur says, regarding Psucha and Tuma, I have no idea. Mustaber, it's like Tefillin and Mezuzah. Pshat is like this. The Arzur in the beginning is talking about writing Megillah, Midin Kisayak Kodesh. Midin Kisayak Kodesh. The Messiah is, this is open, this is closed, this is open, this is closed. But in terms of what it needs to be as a document to read on Purim, the Arzur says, I have no idea. Nobody ever told me. Mestaber, it's no different than Tefillin and Mezuzas. Just like Tefillin and Mezuzas, it's part of the Torah. And when you write it as part of the Torah, it has to be either Pasuach or Sasam. But when you write it as separate, it's always Sasam. When you take out a Mezuzah and you put it on your doorpost, it's always Sasam. From there we see that when you take out a part of Tanakh and you put it elsewhere, it should be Sasam. Likewise, the Megillah, you've taken out of Tanakh and you're putting it, you're putting it as a document you read on Purim, Mestaber, it should be Sasam. Okay? Fine. Have a great day. But um, one, one, one last thing. Legabe ibud l'shma. This is where it gets a little... Right? What do you say? This is... Until now, I'm, I'm ready to... Until now, I have klar. Until now, there's no bugging. Okay? The next... We're on? We're still good? Okay. The, the last point is, why does the Rambam say it has to have all the halachas of Sefer Torah, but, but, but when it comes to ibud l'shma, he says it could be mu'ubad shalai l'shma. So the the Briskorov says like this: the din that a sefer that Megillah has to be like a sefer Torah. Where do we learn it from? How do we know sefer, Megillah sefer, has to be like a sefer Torah? So so look in number fourteen, Daf <coughs> Yotes. It says, how do we know Megillah has to be written ala sefer over the eye? It has to be written on a parchment with ink. Minalan as ya ksiva ksiva. We make exer shavu ksiva ksiva. It says Ksiva by Esther writing the Megillah, and it says Ksiva when Baruch wrote Megillah's Eicha. So just like when Baruch wrote Megillah's Eicha, it was on a document, it was on a safe, it was on parchment with ink, so too when Esther wrote Megillah's Esther, it has to be on a document with ink. So Brisk Rav asked, this is like the biggest torpedo you could imagine. Think about it. How do we know that a Megillus Esther you have to write on parchment? We make a Gzeira Shava from Megillus Echa. How do we know he wrote Megillus Echa on ink with a parchment? You know why? Because all Kisvei HaKodesh you have to write on parchment. Well, if that's the case, I don't need a Gzeira Shava to Megillus Esther. Megillus Esther is also Kisvei HaKodesh. I mean, why in the world would we make a Gzeira Shava from Echa to Esther? Whatever Echa needs, Esther needs. Meaning the source of Megillus Esther has Dine Sefer Torah is from where? Is from Echa? Through what process? Through Gzair Shava? I don't need Gzair Shava. Esther is already what Echa is. How do you have Gzair Shava? If it's not yet... How do you have Gzair Shava in the Nevi'im? It's not yet Kisvei Kodesh. If it's not part of the Tanakh, how do you have Gzair Shava from a a random book written by Esther Mordechai? Good kasha, because the Gemara and Baba Basra, the Anshik Nesha Gedoyla, canonized it as part of Tanakh. So after the fact. So before before they did that, you mean the Medin Purim, Medin Purim, it wouldn't have been able, right? In other words, uh, like, what's the Nafkamino that it has a status of Kisei Kodesh that is eligible for Zereshava? Which is Bchal, you don't make Zereshavas in a Vim, but, but that's that's a very interesting. Can you imagine the Anshik Nesagdol? Think about what happened. They had a book, they had the exact words, they had 166 Pesukim, and they said, right now it's a document you read on Purim, but you can't. It's not yet canonized part of Tanakh. We're going to now canonize it part of Tanakh. 
Mm. <laughs> well, they didn't touch it. They didn't. They didn't change one they letter, one ois. They couldn't touch it because they had no. But the truth is, they did because they'd made psuches and stumais, and they they formatted aseres bnei haman, and they made a big vayzasa. So they didn't touch the words, but they their imprint. They made an imprint on the on the text. It's very. It's a. It's a very amazing concept. But be it as it may, the briskarav asks. What do you mean? I'm making Xer Shava from Echa to Esther. Whatever we know by Echa would apply to Esther without Xer Shava. It's both Kisei HaKodesh. The answer is, what the Gemara wants to know is, Avada, it's being part of Tanakh, you have to write it with ink and on parchment. But as a document to read on Purim, how do you know you have to write it with ink and, uh, and, with parch- and put on parchment? That's what the Xer Shava does. The Gzair Shavah says that to be Yoytzei, the mitzvah of Purim, you can't write it with a pencil. To be part of Tanakh, you could have written it with a pencil. But to be Yoytzei, the mitzvah of, to be Yoytzei, the mitzvah on Purim, it doesn't have to be part of Tanakh. Yeah. So, so, so the, the Chiddush of this Rav is that Megillah's Esther only has to have the status <coughs> of a Sefer Torah regarding Dine Tashmishe Kedusha. But not regarding the Kedusha of a Sefer Torah. It only has the status of a Sefer Torah regarding the halachos of how to write it, but not in terms of the sanctity that it attains. For example, we know for the Dine Kedusha of a Sefer Torah we do not apply to, to Megillah Sester, only regarding the Oifen Haksiva, but not regarding the level of Kedusha. So therefore, Ibud Lushma is a din in, is dependent on the... the Kedusha of the item that is not extended to the laws of Sevatar that apply to to Esther. Sirtut does apply because that's Oifenaksiva. Gevil does apply. Diyoy does apply. But the sanctity that attains it does not apply. That that's like the last step of the Briskarov, even though he puts it in the beginning. It, that's like an added chiddush, like gag al al gabigag. The main nukud of the Briskarov and it's a very important idea is that. Uh, <coughs> Historically and halachically, Esther has two dimensions to it, and they're not connected. It has a dimension of a document we read on Purim, and it has a dimension of Tashmisha Kedusha. Thank you so much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.